Welcome, everybody, to episode 192 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me trying to figure out how to swerve the International Space Station at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where are you trying to avoid space junk on social media? I've been missing the, the space stories, clearly, uh, at SCATJK. I'm following all the wrong people. <laughs> you are. So uh, just just as an aside, this, this Sky News on their Twitter wrote that the International Space Station is forced to swerve to avoid collision with a fragment of a Chinese satellite. Okay. Like, how do you swerve? <laughs> you swerve the, the International Space Station. You just got to really, fire the thrusters, man. Are you, are you really <laughs> swerving it? Does that really count as swerving it? I'm know. sure it's a long drift, <laughs> but yeah, I'm willing to bet that they sort of like just fire off one end and kind of put it in a different rotation and it kind of takes a... And then you like totally pull a, like a like a Fast and Furious Vin Diesel move and like steer into it and then like throw the throw the thrusters again. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Ludacris and Tyrese are up there doing it right now themselves. <laughs> they, they might be. Maybe they're doing it for the next Fast and Furious movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know how you do it. I just I, I saw the headline and I was like, I don't know how to swerve that thing. It's it's it seems it's space, right? It's like you know you get momentum going around. The word swerve and a lack of gravity don't don't really go together. <laughs> not, not really, not really. But the uh, but I don't know. There's lots. There's like, people are interested in space again. So anyway, but the uh, but you know that makes that's a kind of a funny segue into our our. Um, our uh, show tonight is that um, we're talking a little bit about being alone like, okay. in space. Got a little talk about being alone. There's a lot of, uh, I've been giving it, uh, I've had a recent experience where I, I got to be alone. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll also talk about some of the best movies about being alone. And I don't know, maybe Home Alone might show up on that. Is that <laughs> on your list? I don't want to, I don't want to do the show. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the, um, and then the overtime, uh, we'll do the we'll do the, the standard stupid things that people say. Yeah, perhaps the stupidest. I think we've already uncovered the stupidest. I think like a, a couple of weeks ago we we decided. Uh, yeah, we decided it's going to be tough before the end of the year to find find something dumber than that. But we'll see. You never know. Uh, and then we'll talk about some of the um, political undertones of popular <laughs> of a pop a very popular franchise. Um, but anyway, before we jump into the show. Uh, I just wanted to, we live in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and, uh, over the past couple of months, the, the people keep finding new ways to talk about the rain, heavy rain. Yeah. There's, there's many kinds it's of there, terrible. <laughs> it is. And you know, you, I noticed that they're not using pineapple express anymore because is that racist? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Are, are we avoiding that term now because maybe people might get people if in Hawaii might get like bent out of shape about it? I'm not really sure, but we'll have to ask them. We'll have to ask somebody. It's um, a drug reference now. They don't like that. Probably. Yeah, that's probably that's probably that's probably what it is. Rogan that's a sidebar and, from the sidebar. But Rogan but people. And, sorry, go ahead. Rogan and Franco blew this for for the weather people. Perhaps. I, I noticed that, you know, you know that my university is going through some a- a- athletic strife at the moment. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, which is why I don't know anything about the space on Twitter. I'm too busy calling for a man's firing. Uh, <laughs> calling but, for a man's head on Twitter. 
look, this is the system. I don't know. I didn't make right. it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like we can't play Purple Haze at the at the the football games. And I bet it's because it's it's a drug song. Sure. But the people have only been playing Purple Haze since like nineteen sixty not it's nineteen sixty eight or whenever the hell that thing came out, nineteen seventy one. I don't know whenever when I Jimmy the, I don't know. It seems like the people would be upset about it aren't listening to the lyrics anyway. But <laughs> back to the rain. Back to the rain. So they made up things like bomb cyclones, we have bomb cyclones, we have barometric leaves, we have atmospheric river. Mm-hmm. It's new. But what I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get to is that we as Pacific Northwesterners need to stop complaining about the rain. <laughs> I think that I think that it is coming down in massive buckets these days. And we, I, we were both at the sporting event. We were both at, we were at the at the football game. I was I was working. We'll talk, we'll talk a little about that later. But um, but it was raining like mad, mm-hmm. like. Like rain, we don't see very often. But well, at this point, I I personally am sort of making a commitment to not complain about the rain anymore. Well, I understand the the spirit behind your assertion. I I can't say that I agree with it, and it's because this isn't the rain that I grew up with. It used to rain here many days in a row, but it didn't like prevent you from being outside. Yeah. It is no longer like tenable. You cannot just go outside and be like, ah, oh, it's kind of raining a little bit. No, it's like right. when it's raining, it's raining, raining, raining. We very rarely are getting the days where we just get sort of an on and off drizzle. It's like, no, 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 the rain's here and it's here for a week and a half. And here, we're going to try to drown you. And like, so we've got flooding issues. And I mean, this is just the, the inevitable outcome of in, 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 intensifying weather patterns is that what was once sort of kind of a quirky somewhat unpleasant thing about living here has now become somewhat life-threatening, very annoying, and constantly disruptive to our standard way of life during the rainiest seasons. And so I think that what you're getting isn't just sort of the, oh, hey, the weather sucks. It's, this is disrupting my life. Like, this this weather has disrupted my ability to just enjoy living. And, and that is, you know, that's that's the nature of extreme weather. Yeah, to your point, like, I guess when I moved here, you could just sort of throw on a Gore-Tex jacket, wear shorts, and just kind of live your life. Throw the hood on, throw the hood up every now and again or whatever. Just kind of get by. Yeah. But it has been, it has, we, I was involved in a little golf thing today, and obviously, you know, a, you know, it's a standard Veterans Day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, the local, the Junior Golf Association puts on this scramble and you know, the kids and I play in it, and yeah, we we got we didn't get all the way around today. It was just it was it was it was a mess. So yeah, so I get that. But I'm just I'm trying to be I'm trying to just say you know what, folks, it's just uh, I, I you know if you flood out, <laughs> you can complain about it. <laughs> if a landslide, if your house ends up in the river because of the landslide, you know, go ahead and complain. But I'm gonna try to not complain about it so much. I hear you. I just think that when you said like rain, like we don't see very often, I just don't think that's the case anymore. I feel like that's when we get a good rainstorm, it is at least that hard every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's more and more common. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for, (laughs) I'm just hoping for better days. It's basically trying to put on my happy face these days. Anyway, let's do the show. All right. All right. In our first segment. So we're talking a little bit about being alone and, uh, Maybe uh, maybe my friend uh, Greg Barrett could explain it a little bit. 
Why is alone so bad? Why do people hate alone so much? Fuck. You ever been married? <laughs> alone sounds like crack. Oh, I want some of that alone. What's that like? Is that good? You've been alone for a long time? You're super lonely? Tell me about it. Tell me about it. What's it like? What's it like? So nobody talks to you. Nobody. And you're just alone. And you, and you don't do anything with anybody all day. And you can do whatever you want because nobody cares, right? Oh, fuck. What's that like? Is that pretty awesome? So, there, so you're by yourself and you've got nobody. Fuck. Tell me about that. You can just go to bed any time of the day. And you do. You sleep all day because you're so sad. Fuck. That sounds incredible. What a fucking beautiful picture you've painted. You lonely fucker, switch with me. I would like to know some loneliness. Yeah, so that pretty much <laughs> sums, sums it up for me. The He's excited. Uh, he's excited. And and last week I got a chance to experience some being alone, which was great. My my uh, my my wife's sister it was her birthday. She lives in Houston now, mm-hmm. so they were having a party for her, and I begged out of it, and it was fine. And so my wife and the kids all flew to Houston for four days. Okay, leaving me at home alone, just by myself, and I spent much of my 20s just sort of being like a dude who was lived mostly a solitary lifestyle i had a lot of friends and i did go out mm-hmm. but but there was just a lot of times where it was like just me you mm-hmm. know w- watching some movies go to the movies by myself grab some stuff to eat by myself it was no big deal i just you know go to the grocery store play some video games stay up late you know fall into fall into a movie um and i'll talk about that in the overtime the um but is the uh, it felt kind of good, <laughs> and and not in sort of a guilty way, uh-huh. but but it was just it was one of those things where, um, when you've got a, a house full of people all the time, there's like a certain like there's a certain level of like temperature of the place, right? Uh-huh. People are talking to each other. Someone has to talk to you. Things are going on. Blah blah blah. And when no one's here, like. Like, I don't feel the need to talk right. to myself. So I would just spend, I spent the whole, basically Thursday and Friday not speaking. It was, it was kind of amazing. Did you tweet? I did tweet. I did that's a little talking. social media. It is? Yeah, that's yeah, talking. Maybe it's, I mean, it's not full, it's not full isolation. It wasn't meant to put myself like in solitary confinement. <laughs> you ever not, think about the not, fact that. It's not prison. <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that Twitter is essentially you being in a large room alone and sort of shouting an idea and hoping someone will respond like that's kind of what it is like someone overhears you yeah like oh yeah <laughs> oh hey really is that what you think it is it's, it's, it's exactly what it is but there was a uh, you know so it, it sort of harkened back to my my bachelor days and I, and I don't and I don't pine for those days at all but it was fun <laughs> but it was fun to sort of like be be a tourist mm-hmm. like single guy tourist again mm-hmm. and i think that uh and and being you know just you know what you know what's beautiful about being home alone what is that? is 
picking up stuff and cleaning stuff up and tidying up and like doing stuff for a few hours and coming back and everything's still tidy. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, oh yeah. That is the like the sink, like there's no dishes in the sink. Right. Like yeah, I like tidied up everything real nice so that when I went into, you know, places, I closed all the bedroom doors so I didn't have to deal with all that. I just tidied up everywhere that I went. And for days it was just tidy. It was just amazing. It is I, I I so you brought this up obviously. You know, and we always have have some discussion about what we're going to discuss on the show before <laughs> beforehand, so that we sure. can be, be appropriately prepared. And of course, I had to throw it back for myself, put myself in the brain space of the time that I lived alone. And I, I like you say, the, the the guilt about not pining, but definitely being able to look back on the couple of years that I lived alone and being like, was that the happiest I've ever been? <laughs> <laughs> and it really isn't because it's just it's for the reasons that you describe. It's like having the freedom to live your life without having to concern yourself with the well-being of others is the kind of thing that like you don't realize that you need until you're suddenly in a situation where that's what you get to do and right. it is i think particularly um enjoyable i remember a, you know really um i loved traveling when I lived alone and like just kind of getting a, a, a excited about, Hey, I'd be somewhere else. And like, nobody knows. Like I just left. Yep. Nobody knows I'm gone. <laughs> I left for the weekend and nobody has any idea. Like, and then until I get to where I'm at, you know, the, the person I'm with or whatever. Um, and you know, I've talked before about coming all the way to the present day. I've talked before about how, how, whether it's the pandemic or just my advancing age or, 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 just sort of general existential dread has maybe, you know, sort of a tough hang. Like I find myself, it's like, you know, it's been hard to find people to go to the football game with, but I don't care. I, I, I don't mind being alone. And, um, you know, I go sit with our, our friend, a friend of the show, Josh, and then we, we sit fairly close together. We, but we hang out and then there are times where I'm like, all right, well, since it's just the two of us here, I'm, I'm going to go, I got something I want to, I want to go get some food and we don't have to like coordinate it. I'm just going to go. And the freedom of like, I'm just going to do what I want when I want is such a unique and rare thing that I think it is. It's the reason our friend Greg Barrett was so excited about this idea of being lonely. Why, why, why is that so bad? Right. And right. I mean, I, I just, there's something very freeing about uh, particularly traveling or, or doing any sort of activity where you don't have to coordinate with anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it's just so much mental energy um, to get people rowing in the same direction. It is, you know, it's why people don't volunteer for extra work at work because it's usually about coordinating sort of disparate resources where there's nobody really in charge. And that's the worst kind of work and the yeah. kind that you have to, you know, the kind that you have to uh, coordinate volunteerism for. Anyway, I hit on a bunch, a bunch of themes there. It's just kind of what was popping to the front of my mind when you asked sure. me about like, hey, when you think about, you know, being alone, what comes to mind? And I, as, as happy as I am being uh, a father and everything it's just the, there's there's just nothing like that intoxicating feeling of what it was like to be able to just be completely free of obligation yes and and i would find myself lying in the bed in the morning mm -hmm. and just be like you know the alarm's not on and i'm just i'm just chilling in the bed <laughs> just like lying there like no phone no tv on just sort of just lying in the bed just it's quiet <laughs> I don't have to get up. Like I'm not hungry at the moment, so I don't have to get up. No one's asking me for th anything. Uh -huh. This it was, you know, from from a vacation standpoint. Like, unfortunately, my wife was having to deal with like 
like that and then some. Right. That's the the, flip side of any of this. On the the other end of this, she was dealing with her family and the kids and all these other things, you know, you know, without the home court advantage. So she was actually getting run down pretty hard. But I was just like, I just, I guess, and part of it probably is just being an introvert Uh in that way. I mean, you just need those, those quiet times to charge your batteries. Like some people just need that. Right. I mean, that's, that's usually the reason I stay up late here in the house. Because for the most part, between you know nine thirty and eleven thirty or so, it's like no one's kind of around, which is which is you know my time to sort of just be passive about stuff, right? You know, uh-huh. there's nothing to do. But I had a, four days of that, which was which was very which was very you know it 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 was better than any other vacation. Like being home by myself <laughs> was better than me going to Hawaii for a week. Like the it family was, vacation is is tough, man. It's a tough, it, it's, <laughs> it it sucks the energy out of you in a different way. Yeah, but the but really, I mean, this was I mean, if you know, this is this is my it was my perfect vacation. It was like no one was here, no one like they were too the the time zone was in a weird way, and they were doing things so that things got late, and so so no one even really called me. Right. <laughs> Right, because it'd be like, later when they were finished. Yeah, right. I'd get a text. It's like, oh, hey, it's okay. Hey, good night. Like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you really, I really feel you on the the out of bed thing because, you know, when you have kids, every morning there's a, a number of things that have to happen so that everyone can go start their day. Right. And right. when you wake up, any moment you spend not getting out of bed is a is a guilt ridden moment <laughs> of kicking a can down the road on either making breakfast or lunch or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah, and it, my kids are unappreciative as hell. Like nobody ever made me no hot <laughs> breakfast when I was a kid. My mom didn't get up. She's like, just go pour yourself a bowl of cereal and then get yourself to school. Hot breakfast. No, that yeah. never happened at my house either. Like, and I'm cooking hot that. breakfast like three times a week. <laughs> at least you're, you're, you're good. You're good. Dad. But I did I have to make up, up for all the other ways that I, <laughs> treat my children poorly so so on the on the saturday so it was a thursday friday saturday sunday all day sunday they didn't come back to like 9 30 at night on sunday so on saturday i i ended up volunteering to work concessions at the at the at the foot at the at the college football game where i saw you of course um and that was and that was a nice way to sort of break up that at least i you know yeah I felt like I felt like it was maybe a healthy thing to do <laughs> to get out of the house and like maybe I was, was I enjoying it too much but I thought okay I'll just be at least this much productive and you know raise some money for you know the high school golf team and whatnot by volunteering but the um but the but it was it, it was it, like I said it felt good and then I came home then I came home and it was late and I had to find somewhere to eat dinner that was late so I went to this you know bar that was open and I ate at the bar by myself. It was just the best. <laughs> and I watched Sports Center and ate a cheeseburger and had a drink and had a beer at a bar by myself. Oh my God. It was thrilling. That sounds like work travel. That's just that's just how it sounds like no, it's business then, travel. Yeah, but then you just come home and you go to bed. It was just I don't know. Took a long shower, like a forty five minute shower and no one like bothered me. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> It's great. I have questions about your forty-five minute shower. I, it's mostly just me listening to music and standing in the shower. Okay, that, I'm, I'm not doing anything untoward in the shower. <laughs> I mean, nobody's home. Why would you confine yourself to the shower? 
No, the whole world is your oyster at that point. Like, let's let's just do this. But the uh, but that's um. All right, and I just got that out of my system because that's not going to happen again. For I mean, that is definitely one of those kind of a you know blue moon type situations, right? It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. not really. That's not really anything that's gonna that's gonna happen for me. But the uh, but I did one of the things I did do when on the first night that I was uh, sitting around, um, I decided you know there was a bunch of social media ads for the the Tom Hanks movie, mm-hmm. Finch. Do you want to call this segment two? Let's call it segment two. All right. So, um, so, so I turned it on. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yeah, what's going on here? And it's basically just poor Tom Hanks, like, stranded again. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I immediately tweeted. It's like, you know, are, are he and Matt Damon having some sort of competition? Like, who can be, who can get stranded more than anything? So, it, it's definitely not the reasons are movie of the year because it's absolutely like 100% pro robot propaganda. Like, (laughs) like life, life getting better through robotics. And I know that, I know that Matt's not going to have it at all. It's, uh, is it getting better or is it just, he's forced to, I mean, okay. How deep do you want to go on this? Do we need like, do we need to do spoiler alert for this for people? I I don't know how much people care about the Finch movie. People people don't care about the Finch movie. So we could, we could talk, we could talk about it as much as we want. I'm sure. I'm sure no one cares. Is it? So I guess what is it better life through robotics or is it just purely, I have to make sure that, that I, I create something to carry on the tasks that need doing in my mm-hmm. future absence because right. it's, it's born of necessity, not, not utility or there's no, there's no greater goal other than to make sure that his dog continues to be taken care of. Right. Right. Which is, which is just a, which is the funny premise to a movie anyway. Like if someone pitches you this movie is like, you'd be like, no, it's like, but we, <laughs> we, but it's like, but we got Tom Hanks to do it. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, well, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is on the studio deal, right? He's on the five picture deal from Apple. Yes, he is. He is. I, and I and I and I didn't see his other one. I didn't see News of the World. Though. I think that was. And then I didn't see the submarine. There's a submarine movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's a cowboy movie. There's a cowboy movie. Well, yeah, it's called News of the World, where he's a. It's a western. I no idea. Okay. Okay. So and then and then there's this one. So Greyhound the, is the submarine movie. Yes. Yes. Which I also didn't watch, which looks pretty good. Uh, but all right, I might have to do the 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 Hanks Apple Plus marathon. But I I, I meant to watch Greyhound at some point. <laughs> now that I have it, but the uh, but so basically the premise is the world's just gone to hell environmentally, and right. he's stuck in St. Louis, which I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> I all I too have also been stuck in St. Louis. And uh, and uh, there's a robot and a dog and a dog robot. It's like so. There's there's all kinds of uh, and an RV, which which spoke to me, which I thought I thought to myself, you know, if I had an RV and a dog, all I would need is a robot, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's very much you know what you know what it reminded me of. I mean, it's basically Tom Hanks as sort of a an alternate, like a variant version of Han Solo. 
He's got a it's 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 he's got an RV. He's got he's got a Millennium Falcon. He's got a Chewbacca, and he's got a three PO and an R two D two. And he's driving, and he's just he's just traveling around, and like and then like shit happens. So it's basically my it might be my sixth favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> The robot counts as Chewbacca in this case? No, the dog is Chewbacca. The dog, okay, all right. He's but, okay, Han Solo. The dog yeah. is Chewbacca, and then he's got the humanoid robot, and he's got the uh, the small he's got the small robot. So it's basically a Han Solo movie. I mean, except Chewbacca is like a, a sentient person. <laughs> the dog is the I mean but you're it's, it's really rude to Chewbacca what you're saying right now. <laughs> This is a dog. <laughs> he is he is the companion. He is the he is the non-human companion. I mean, dogs have feelings. I think it's established canon at this point that Han is Chewie's pet. <laughs> Given relative lifespans. So, this might be actually the solo. Let's let's think of it as the solo uh sequel. <laughs> except <laughs> okay. except the time the time the, the time department, the time agency. What's the, who does who does the Loki work for? The TVA. The TVA. <laughs> he's a variant. He's like he's a Han Solo variant, who's driving this, this really um, this modded up hunk of junk. It's a hunk of junk, but she's the hottest. She's the fastest hunk of junk in the Midwest. See, I was getting more of like Splash sequel vibes. <laughs> like he tried to learn and like teach everyone, and that's why he's still alive because he knew it was coming. But right, yeah. But meanwhile, the the the, the mer people have been wiped out. <laughs> Everything's gone, turned into a desert. Right. I couldn't yeah. help but connect it to the weather too. You're like, you, you put this on the rundown. You're like, okay, this movie, and then complaining about the rain. I'm like, well, I mean, it seems like that with this movie, it's just like, here, well, here's what's going to happen when you know the Earth is all burnt out. Basically, it's like massive solar flare. Yes, it dries the Earth. They, and they did like, blame it on a, they did blame it on a massive solar flare that fried up the uh, the fried up the ozone layer. Yes, and desertified, desertificationized everything. But the, the the running theme, the the primary driver of tension was whether or not the weather would kill him from like week to day to day, week to week. Right, right. Again, he's he's by himself. He's just he's he's like everything becomes slightly more vital right everything every mistake you make when you're when you're and this is something we'll go into when we talk about movies where you're alone mm-hmm. like every little thing counts right like when when things and and which is which is the beauty of me being like a you know an isolationism tourist mm-hmm. as i was last week it's like really i just do anything i fucking want right because it really doesn't matter I'm not going to starve to death. I'm not going to, you know, even if I fell down the stairs and broke my leg, like I could call somebody. Like, it's, like there's, there's, there's no, there's really no, there's really no, there's no stakes for you. There's no yes. stakes. There's no peril, right? You're just sort of drifting around and it's fine and no one notices you and it's great, you know, like full on anonymity. Like, like in the, in the sense of this movie, or as I'm going to call it, Solo, the prequel. <laughs> sure. The solo sequel, um, the um, yeah, like everything, everything sort of matters, right? Everything. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. It's an easy watch. I mean, it's not, um, you know, no one's going to win an Academy Award or anything. But, uh, but um, I kept expecting something to happen. 
Yes. Yes. There's like there's there's just one sort of pseudo interaction they have. Right. And then and then it sort of just dries up. Yeah. So I don't know. Yep. Anyway. I don't know. You could check it out. But there's like I said, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of um let's just jump let's not wait for the timer. Let's just jump into segment three. Okay. Here we go. Segment three. So let's uh so when we're talking about movies about being alone, I did mention home alone. <laughs> <laughs> It might not be one. It might be one of the best movies about being alone, but it didn't really make my list. No, no. Did it make your list? Uh, I didn't think about it because when I think of a, a, a lone, just a, being alone or loneliness, I think of more in, things that require introspection. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's ever really alone. It's only like a day and a half, so he's never Does alone it... uh, alone long enough. It's How maybe like he... three days, three days max. In the first, in the first movie, it's like yeah, because they're waiting for them to leave to rob the the house, and he's there. They then they come back the next night, and that's when everything goes down. And then his so parents maybe... are home the following day. Okay, so maybe it's three days. It's two yeah. nights. I think two night, two or three. I think it's three total nights. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's not enough time to actually be alone. He's only alone for half a day. He gets up, he dicks around the house, he goes like shopping. <laughs> but he's like he's eight. There's eight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, what what what's the what's the first one on your on your list? Um, the, actually, the first one on my list is another Tom Hanks movie, but it, it's not one you would think of. It is Catch Me If You Can, which is a crazy movie that's intensely about being alone and the crazy stuff you'll do to try to make yourself into something when you don't have someone to become. Right. No, that's a that's a really that's a really good take on that movie. The fact that because both of the main characters are intensely alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, there's that there's that great scene where they he calls on Christmas, right? Exactly. And Hanratty's like in the office on Christmas. Yep. And then he laughs at DiCaprio because he's like, you didn't have anybody else to talk to. It's Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's, a, I, that's I, a, I think it's a really interesting movie about being alone and the things that you'll do to convince yourself that you're not. Right. Right. So I'm gonna get DiCaprio into this. Maybe he needs to be in the running for this alone thing too. With um. With Tom Hanks and uh, Matt Damon because The Revenant, which I make ton of Revenant jokes all the time, <laughs> for just <laughs> anyway. But the um, but yes, that movie is again sort of about it was, it's very much about being alone and you know living sort of high stakes. Of course, you know he survives because of again fortunate interactions here and there, but. But, Being uh, driven by the, the specter of revenge, I think, helps keep you alive. <laughs> <laughs> the burning desire right. to enact revenge. Yeah. But I like that movie. I mean, again, it's like it's like a ton of dialogue. You know, there's a there are there are some movies that are great to like have on while you're playing video games mm-hmm. because things you know. But the bad ones are like these kind of movies where like there's not a lot of dialogue like a lot of it just happens on the screen <laughs> so you're like all you hear like the sound effects and, and maybe some background music and you're just like what is going on in that movie you're like i need a little more talky movie if i'm like doing something right because you have to, you have to be able to watch it without watching it right which yeah. is what i did with black widow tonight <laughs> my daughter wanted to watch it so I, i'll turn it on I don't is that the first it. time you watched it yeah yeah so, what'd you think? I don't mean to sidebar on this, but what'd you think about it? Because I've had I've had a shifting opinion on this movie. I, well, first of all, the first ten minutes, they're very interested in Scarlet's butt and her boobs, which 
which I was like, who is directing this movie? And then uh, I like it. I like I like uh, it was it was it was good Marvel fare. I mean, it's it's uh-huh. it's it's goofy like a Marvel movie should be. But I like uh, I like they got they got the right people in it. Yeah, I felt like it was unfairly maligned when it first came out. But then it was like I didn't really like it that much, mostly because it didn't have any bearing on the the upcoming continuity. Right? It was no, like no. this this person's story is resolved. So now you're asking yeah. me to just go back for the sake of going back, and that's not always a winning recipe when there's no stakes. Like yeah, you talked about. I mean, that just they just there's a story to be told in between Civil War and and um whatever came after Civil War, Infinity War. And if they had done this movie at that time, this would have been a huge hit. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they sort of just like looped back and then made it. Yeah. yeah. They need they they'll figure it. They'll you know, the Marvel guys will figure it out. I believe. But that's not what we're here to talk about. That is not what we're here to talk about. You got another one? Um her the Joaquin Phoenix AI movie. Speaking of ScarJo, <laughs> right? So that's the, the, I'm just I'm just free associating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked her because it's really uncomfortable. Um, I feel really <laughs> bad for the Joaquin Phoenix character uh, throughout the movie, and then the movie. I, I guess spoiler alert for her, but I, I I can't make the point without telling you how it ends, which is to say that the movie doesn't care about him at all. And so it ends with him just absolutely getting left and he, he falls in love with the AI and then the AI, they all meet each other and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to fuck off to the, the metaverse. So bye. And <laughs> right. That's, that's the movie. Right. He, right. He, 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 he's alone and he falls in love with his cell phone AI. And he, then, probably, he falls in love with Siri. Yep. And then she just leaves him. She's like, okay, well. You're just a person, and everyone else, all these other AIs can do infinite interactions with me at all times, so I'm out of here. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a, I actually think that's a good performance for Joaquin. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, the movie shouldn't work. Right. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this movie, um, Open Water. Do you remember Open Water? It's basically about this. It's, it's they're being they're they're a couple, but they're stranded. They they go on like a, a scuba. They go on a scuba diving trip uh-huh. and they get left. Okay, out in the middle of the ocean, and it's like ninety minutes of them being fucking stranded in the ocean. It is really like I think there's some shitty sequels to it, but the original Open Water is totally worth watching. It's a, uh, it's 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 very uncomfortable. <laughs> now I'm like, what was the Blake Lively shark movie? <laughs> the, Yes, the shallow water. There you go. Oh yeah, the shallows. I love, the shallows. I, oh yeah, the shallows. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just trapped on this little outcropping, spending like days trying to get back to the beach. Right. While the shark that, just hems you in. That's not gonna make my best alone movie. List. I didn't even think about it. But yes, that's a <laughs> that was pretty pretty good. I you know, and this is obviously this one's very mainstream, but I do like The Martian. I think the Mar. I I read the book long you know years before i you know i got a tip on the book somebody said it was really great and so i i read the book i thought it was awesome i think it's i think the book is much better than the movie but i really enjoy the movie as well i like the martian a lot the kids like the martian yeah, yeah. you gotta science the shit out of it yeah. basically i like that i like that about that i like that about that character and that the story is that he just doesn't freak out like he's obviously scared out of his mind but he he just does one thing at a time. Like, what do I need to do next to stay alive? 
And then what do I need to do next to stay alive? And he even tells that little story at the end when he's talking to those people, like, you know, space is unforgiving and, you know, you have to screw up like this much and you're dead. And mm-hmm. he just, and he, and he just, I like, I like the, I like the message. I like the story. I like the way it's told and I like the message behind it. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good thing to teach kids. Uh, we'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Castaway, right? Sure. Like, I think Castaway is really good. Um, I really, again, it's, I think I like it because it treats the, the protagonist so poorly. <laughs> like he works so hard and every time this is exactly what happened. You would absolutely do something stupid cause you don't have any experience and you'd hurt mm-hmm. yourself and it would set you back weeks and you'd maybe die or get very close to it. And then he gets back to a world that's left him behind. Right. And the world's just like, no, we don't care. <laughs> uh, sorry that you're sorry that you were alone on that Island for five years or whatever, but nobody cares. Right. I put this, uh, there was this, um, this movie that I've been watching lately because it's been on cable. And I don't think it was a big hit or anything, but there's a movie called Love and Monsters starring, mm. Dylan, starring Dylan O'Brien. Again, I, don't, it's, I don't know it. It's like this sort of post-apocalyptic world. But in this particular world, um, um, the, uh, the, all, of the, all of the sort of the insects and creatures have like mutated into this thing. And, and the human race is at peril because they're all like living in, you know, missile silos and stuff like that. And this kid who just happens to be in love with this girl decides he's going to like cross over to her camp. Mm. And it's just kind of a, again, it's a, it's a, it's an actioner, but it's sort of like the, the nerdy kid kind of, it's like, it's a really funny take on like the nerdy high school kid who decides he's going to like, go on a road trip because he's in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how we, we, we had a ton of those movies when I was a kid, like about guy who falls in love with college girl and, and like he has a road trip. And then of course, you know, wackiness ensues. And, uh, it's basically, like, <laughs> and, uh, it's, this is, it's just enjoyable. I don't know I why. Like, I just I like it. I like this movie. I like it. So I'm, I'm, Educating myself in real time, and it, it to me it feels like because you're, what you're describing to me uh, sounds a lot like this series of graphic novels that my daughter read called "The Last Kids on Earth." And at least in the very first one, the main kid is motivated by the fact that he assumes his girl, the, his the crush, the girl, the girl, the girl he had a crush on in high school is just alive, and he wants to save her. Oh, and so like he's one of the few survivors, and like the first book is animated by him setting out to like cross the town to save her. I wonder if it's maybe I wonder if there's a, some sort of, you know, based on whatever, but it's they, a, well, they made a Netflix cartoon about that show. So I just do wonder if it's like, Oh, what if I just sort of stole this idea and blew it out and we made 90 <laughs> minutes out of just this one part. And we got Jessica Henwick involved and I'm always, I'm always down. I'm always down with uh, Jessica Henwick getting involved. Okay. All right. So lots of movies about being alone. Feel free to watch them alone or with others. I don't know. I want uh, you to tell us how you'd spend your alone time. We never really got a chance to get into that. We probably should have dug into it further. Yeah. How I spent, how would I, how do I, or how did I? Well, no, you told us what you would do, but uh-huh. I, I wanted to, I guess, analyze it a little bit further, mostly because I, I read up a little bit on sort of like what people consider the psychological benefits of being alone. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you've, I don't mean to get heavy, but I don't know if you've uh, heard that there's been sort of a, a mass decline of people of advanced age during the pandemic because they've been isolated. And when you are isolated and your brain is not forced to essentially interact and, and deal with new stimuli and unexpected mm-hmm. stimuli, you cognitively decline at a, at a greater rate. Mm-hmm. 
And I was wondering, because you know, going back to sort of my own self analysis on that, like one of the things that the, this article that I happen to find says is that you'll show up better for the people in your life. Like you give people a chance to miss you, that sort of theory. Sure. Whereas like, I don't feel that way. Like I'm just like, I'm more annoyed by other people's stuff because I'm not used to dealing with it anymore. Right. Yeah. Like if and you so were, being alone can be bad in that way. Yeah. Like if, if, if I was accustomed alone, to it, if I was like really alone, like, like if I was an older person, like in a senior, like a super, like a real right. senior citizen, like say I was in my seventies and I didn't have any sort of friends or family to look in on me or whatever. And you were just sort of living alone, like truly living alone. That would be much more difficult. I think that would be, I think it's a whole different story than, than it's certainly a whole different story than when I was 23 and living alone <laughs> because sort of, you know, because you have, you know, you have all this agency, right? Like, but when you get to be like 70s, like maybe it's hard to get out around the house. Maybe your mobility is not great. You know, that's the issue. You know, right? Yeah. You don't want to get, you know, getting in the car and going to the grocery store is like a total pain in the ass. I mean, those are, but I think those are the things you have. Again, you have to do. It's like um, the uh, about a boy, which is again a, maybe a good movie about being alone. Like, um, you know, um, why does his name just pop in out of my head? Anyway, Hugh Grant, mm. like he's he lives by himself, and he says, "I do, I divide up my day into units, like getting my haircuts, so like one unit, <laughs> get you know." <laughs> Like playing pool, like or just you know playing my guitar. It's like one unit. I think there's a there's a certain you still have to have a certain busyness to your life. Like even if it's playing some video games or reading some books or whatever. But if you get passive, I think if you get like super passive and just turn on the TV in the morning and sit down and just have the TV wash over you for until you go to sleep at night, I think mm. you're probably on the road to ruin. I think yeah. you have. I think you have to have something that engages you. You can't just be passive and just let, like, you just can't, I don't think you can just be passive and just let, like, entertainment just wash over you all all day long, because I don't think it's, ultimately, I don't think it's satisfying. Yeah, I think video games is an acceptable substitute. Well, <laughs> it is an engagement, right? Uh -huh. There are puzzles, like, people, like, you know how people mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, like, doing Sudokus or doing puzzles is good for your brain. Like, there's a lot of, there are a lot of video games, and... You know, the one that I'm currently addicted to, Factorio is a wonderful game right, in right. terms of like a puzzle game. Like you have to think about things and you're sort of planning and doing all these other things. It's just like, yeah. I mean, but if you just, like I said, if you just sat there and just waiting for, <laughs> just wait to keel over and die, I think you're gonna. Yeah. Which is, which is too bad, which is, you know, I, I, I feel bad for those, those, those folks, but, um, yeah, I, I imagine that that kind of uh, that kind of living that kind of existence, especially for older people who are maybe of a generation where they did things like they fixed cars and mm -hmm. they they were doing they were much more active in that way. Um, can't find ways to be engaged with modern tools like computers and other things like that 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 we are, that we're very accustomed to. Right, and and having a life that's sort of not in any way goal driven, I think, would probably make it very challenging. To you'd have to come up with just reasons to continue on. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, you know, the people say that you you have to have something to live for, right? That's mm -hmm. that's one of the most important things. That's what happens when people get you know they retire, they sort of lose this whole like, what's my you know what's my purpose? <laughs> like. I, I, my purpose is not to work, to be honest with you. I think yeah. I'll figure out. I'll figure something out. My in-laws are, in a, are a couple of years into their retirement, and 
And uh, my mother-in-law said something funny about my father-in-law. Like, well, he's he's got too many projects. It's like, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? Many. Well, he can't start. He, we can't start some other projects. It's like, why not? Yeah. You got something else <laughs> going on? <laughs> what else is he doing? Right. Let him start 50 projects and let right. him like tinker. Let him like work on whatever he feels like working on on any given day. Right. I could, I could definitely fill my time sort of endlessly getting my domicile dialed in. I think that's when I think about like this movie Finch going back to this, mm-hmm. that that's, you know, that was the, the, before we sort of bailed on it, I think I was going to try to get, get us here when we were there yeah. to talk about, like, I think I can relate to this concept of why does he have this great life? You know, if things are so crappy, it's like, well, you have nothing else to do. So every day is just spent dialing in your spot so that you can like live your life. Right. And eventually you have the, the book scanner and all the stuff set up to, you know, build the robot brain and all the stuff that he has to do to get the robot ready to go. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed in the movie how it tied together his research and what he had uploaded. Like, you're like, why is he uploading this? Like going back to the Winnebago, like, why is he uploading right. this, this ma- owner's manual for this <laughs> RV? Winnebago. Yeah. 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 Because he knows he's going to need it. He's, right. he's dialed. And that's, and that's, and I think that's probably, so left to your own devices, like you would do that, but then like you introduce other things into it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like say when you're retired, like of course your father-in-law has to deal with your mother-in-law, who's like telling him, "Why are you doing it? Why Why are you doing that today? Why Why is that happening?" It's like that's just that. It's just what's happening, right? <laughs> it's just what's happening, huh? Just Just sit back and relax and don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah. about what I'm doing. Like, w- just worry about what we're gonna do together. Right. And that'll be fine. But when I'm doing things, don't bother me. And also, whatever you want to do together, write it down on a schedule in advance <laughs> right. so that I can make sure that I'm available for you when you want to do those things. Because otherwise, I want to be able to do whatever strikes my fancy because that's the whole point of being retired. Right. Like, yeah, don't don't roll don't roll in here five minutes prior to us like, and go, hey, we're going to so-and-so tonight. I'm like, what, we are? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. No. You're gonna have to. Re- I'm gonna have to block. I can see my. I can just see my retirement calendar like blocked. Mm-hmm. Like this is like blocked from like like 10 a.m. to like 4 p.m. It's like this is blocked. You can't yeah. schedule. If you want to schedule something in there, you're gonna have to get like at least two days. Right. You gotta negotiate I mean, t- terms. You're like these these times a day are mine, and if you want to deviate, then we must discuss. Right. I'm happy yeah. to deviate, but do not assume. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now I get me thinking about. Now you got to think about oh retirement. Oh, is that another. what this podcast is going to become? No. Planning it's for Christmas someday, retirement. someday, someday, someday it might. Like episode, episode maybe six fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so it take roughly four years to do two hundred episodes. So how many more years? Oh no, I will know. I will know very clearly what the deal is. The second my son goes to college. That's five years from now? That is, he's in seventh grade. Okay. So roughly five or six years from now. I will know very clearly what the plan is at that point. Because my daughter will be, my daughter will be out of college. He will be into college. And then we'll have, we'll have whatever's late, late. We'll just have, we'll just lay everything out at that point and be like, can we do this? Hopefully we can. And then. Then, then this podcast will end because so episode seven hundred. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not, you know, to our loyal listening audience. I'm not doing this podcast when I'm retired. <laughs> Why? Because you have so much else going on, <laughs> right? I won't have anything else to talk about. I mean, uh, what will I talk about if I'm retired? I scratched my ass all week. I don't know. Whatever. Be the golf club recap podcast. 
I went to the golf club and I hit some balls and I fucked around with the other old dudes and we like, you know, I played with these other dudes and then I came home and that'll be it every week. It's 2031 and they're still racists. (laughs) 2031, it's raining too hard. It's a bullshit. (laughs) Every day. Every day. All right. Well, you know what time of the show this is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is or stupid does, sir. The stupidest things ever said. (laughs) More from the chase. Which pioneering bodybuilder was born Angelo Siciliano in Italy in 1892? Contestant. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. <laughs> yes. True story. True. True. This man is 132 years old. <laughs> uh, from an elementary school test. Solve. Tammy has 13 stickers. Jen gives him 10 more. How many stickers does Jack have? <laughs> fucking rude, man. Can you imagine reading this? You're like third grade. Right. Like, oh, it's my like, God. How the, how the hell do I? Well, you don't yet understand that like a mistake can happen, right? You're just mortified. Like what? What? <laughs> it's, I can't figure this out. I must I'm be an stupid. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, I had that that whole thing with the younger one not that long ago. She's fine with it. She got over it. But there was a whole. I'm this math is challenging. Therefore, I'm dumb. Right. And I was like, that's not how it works. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like just to embrace the. The confidence of a, yeah. a mediocre white man. <laughs> just, if you don't know how to do it, it's not worth knowing. Right. Right. Just <laughs> lean into it a little bit. Yeah. Just, you know, again, just take it one step at a time and science the shit out of it. You'll be all right. We're working it out. Good. I'm enjoying doing the um, the multiplication tables with them and giving mm. them the mile markers on it. Like 12 times whatever. I'm like, you know what 11 times it is, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, so just one more. One more of that number. You don't have to know it. You just have to know something nearby. Right. You just yeah. Get close. Yep. yep. Start with 10. 10's right. always a good one. What's the, what are the fives? What, what are, are the 10s? Can you just work it out from between there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. This is football commentator John Madden. I always used to tell my players that we're here to win. And you know what, Al? When you don't win, you lose. Fair. Point out not, the lie. Not particularly <laughs> insightful. Point out the lie. Here's a headline from the editor and publisher. Florida reporter completes sentence. Actually, that would be something. Florida man. Florida man learns grammar. Sportscaster Chris Spielman during a Detroit-San Francisco game. That's a loving headbutt. That's not a mean headbutt. (laughs) I gave out a lot of those in high school. Sure. For sure. The loving kind. State Department spokeswoman Heather Nauert in a CNN interview. You might remember this. And when we don't have the facts, we won't bring them to you. <laughs> God, you know, that's the thing. Like, if, you're a public, if you're a public figure like that um, and you're on TV a lot, you're just, you're just going to end up in this stupid calendar, dude. Yeah. There's, just, there's no way around it. There's, well, I mean, there was some unique circumstances around the last few years. That true, but still. Additional. Yes. Right, right. I mean, but everybody who speaks that often and at that level is going to just shit one 
every on a on a on a regular basis you're just going to end up you know putting something out there that's just a big giant turd <laughs> sorry it's true and finally here's romanian prime minister victor ponta after his party lost the election their system of elect- electoral fraud worked better than ours <laughs> also donald trump pretty much also said that he also said that so good at rigging elections that we're losing governorships then I saw that the backup plan was to make sure that there were a bunch of votes found overnight so it didn't look like a blowout. And it's like, what the? <laughs> it's just really hard to, to live in a world where you're just going to invent whatever reality suits your... We're just going to have to take a flamethrower to the whole place. God. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> it doesn't seem like we can leave. Let's just go, let's just go to the overtime. All right. Overtime! All right. So part of my... Part of my... In, in my isolation... Um, I ended up stumbling into a Hunger Games marathon. <laughs> now, I I, re- I recall I recall reading some of the books. I may have even read all the books. I read all the books, and whatever. And I didn't I didn't really think much of it. I was like, oh, okay, I read it. It's like you know why stuff. It's like oh, whatever. They make the mm. kids kill each other. It's whatever. It turns into a rebellion. I like get it. So I'm watching it, and uh, again, it's a good thing to do while you're playing video games. Watch, watch four Hunger Games movies, and <laughs> and I'm just why I'm just actually I watched three Hunger Games movies. I have not watched Mockingjay Part Two. No, oh. so I I do have something to do. Um, so I'm watching it, and I'm like, do the people who are starring in this show and and making this show realize they're making what might look like a very pro-Republican, anti-liberal, anti-liberal urban story. How so? Okay, so the 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 urban elites are all like, like, wasteful and and okay and yeah. and just and sort of you know they're they're like the Hollywood elites. They're like, and then all the people who they're subjugating are hardworking coal miners and farmers and all this stuff. And then they take the, they call, they call these children from these hardworking rural places to make them come to the city and, 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 and entertain the urban, basically the urban West coast or coastal elites. Well, Okay, so you're talking about conservative identity and not conservative politics and practice. No, because no, because the flip, the, what I perceive it as is a, a pretty stark, like, critique of capitalism, and what happens when you centralize economic and power, you know, economic and political power among a very small few, and then everyone else just gets fucked by that machine, and then you know fight for your your right to have like food because you don't deserve to live because you haven't earned it and become part of the oligarchy. Right. So like I hear where you're what, now I understand what you're saying is this idea that, okay, yes, the, the, but that but assumes the way that the, but the myth way of the, 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 the urban elite is a real thing, which it's not, but where the, but there, but the way it's played. And again, I was just, I was, as it was sort of tumbling along as the story was tumbling along, mm-hmm. it felt like it fit that narrative to me like rurals getting hosed by urban elites and that and again it, 
it just currently feels like it currently feels like like it did it felt it felt to me like it felt to me like uh rural conservatives getting hosed over by by urban liberals which isn't really a thing that happens it's just a narrative but, that the rich people tell them so they but, hate each other. But that's why it's, but that's why the movie in itself, the story as it's being told, like kind of like surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like at least the way it's filmed and the way it's portrayed, it felt like it felt like that kind of a narrative. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of an interesting thing that they would make four movies about. Anyway, I mean, I, I guess I definitely think it's more about the consolidation of power and and. I understand what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never really thought about it like in, in the terms of, I guess you'd have to view it through the, that lens of, of that being a thing that's happening. Yeah. Maybe and, it's just, and again, it, maybe it didn't, I didn't think about it whenever these were made. What These movies are what? Almost what, seven or eight years, years old. Ago. It's more Is than it 10 years. Is it 10? Yeah, they're the more first ones like late, late 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Like 2008. So Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I just wasn't really, I just, to me, it's just like a story about a girl who, you know, the bow and arrow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, but uh, I it just, it just sort of, it just sort of surprised me. And it was, uh, and maybe it's just because of the, the hyper political sort of uh, lens we're living in these days. It's sort of, again. Well, I was, think that where I've landed is that there is, it's, it's not, it's not a conservative story. It's a, it, it is a story. And, and this is true about our politics now. And you can watch sort of, how the corporate media handles the fact that there's basically no coverage whatsoever of like the labor movement in the country. Like there's just, right. it's just not in the news. No, it's like the biggest labor movement since like 1935. And there's, it's just not in the news. No. And that gets because the bosses are like, nah, nobody cares. And don't put that in the news. Cause we want people to know about that. Right. We've got oligarch Schultz telling people, Hey, don't unionize. Cause I'll give you some of my Holocaust blanket. Like, I mean, that that to me is sort of where it wraps with the wraparound theory, right? This idea that it's not so much about right or left. It's about the powerful middle and that they just continue to make sure that their own voters are kept in the margins and nothing really ever changes. Right. Because, it, and so to me, it's, it's less, it's less partisan, I guess, than your, your take on it and more just, well, yeah, this is what happens when you consolidate power at the top and then everybody right. else just gets hosed. Yeah, but the but the capital, all those capital scenes are played like the Met Gala and fair enough. Yeah, the media and like you know the you know the host that you know gets played by Stanley Tucci and all these other things just all feel like you know how it how it how it just how it played out. Anyway, I just thought it was. I just thought it was oh, well, I guess my point is that yeah, but but the Met Gala is fucking somebody a worker on the left just as badly as they're fucking a, a rural worker on the right. Is is my point? What was that? Like the the existing the real world Met Gala, uh huh. Like it is just as 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 um as obtuse to the needs of a leftist person who's underemployed and working multiple jobs oh, and yeah, and, sure. and struggling and, <laughs> yeah. and living in an urban setting, right? As it is to someone who considers himself considers themselves a conservative who lives yes. in a rural setting and struggles for similar but different reasons and just has different ideologies about the way those problems should be solved. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway. So, uh, yeah. I guess I'm with you. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, my politics have long been driven by the fact that, that we're getting host. <laughs> like <laughs> it's been going on my entire life and like almost half a generation before that. And we're just, we, we can't get enough people to understand at the same time that we're getting hosed to get on right. board together to fix it. Yeah. And so we're letting them continue to hose us. Yeah. Well, 
we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how long things are. Things feel. Things feel pretty stretched at the moment. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it. Uh, we'll see what happens between now and then. I had a very interesting conversation with someone I know at at a, at a tailgate, where mm-hmm. I was like, we were talking about the different policies and 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 an action of of different political will, and I was like, well, what about you know just instead of a child cha- a child tax credit, what if just you know food was free and you think I would just is like the most insane thing that I could have ever ever said. And it boils down to like so many people, he had this long way of going about saying that sounds great. But what if somebody who doesn't deserve it gets the benefit? And I'm like, yeah, man, what if, Oh no. <laughs> like, if not, if, if you give something to a hundred people and only 90 of them deserved it, did you do a net good or a net, a net was it a net positive or a net negative outcome? So I just, I'm just, it was, it's interesting people's appetite for the suffering of others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, just puts people, I mean, it just puts your, your not so great existence in stark relief of people who really have it much more difficult. So maybe you feel better about yourself in some weird way. The trolley problem. Yeah. I can't believe you thought you were going to bring this up and not drive me into this headspace. <laughs> into the snow piercer? Yeah, what do you think? Oh, you tailies. All you tailies, get to the get to the back. They're running that promo for it right now, and David Diggs is like, the world is warming in certain places, and it sounds like a... A good thing? A, well, yeah, it's it's cut <laughs> it's like a, it's, a, it's good for them, and I'm like, no, man, this is it's real bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, you know, much love to Jennifer Connelly because, you know, I've only had a crush on her since I was, you know... 16 years old but i can't even watch that show anymore like just, yeah, i watched like a season and a half i was like eee. all it's, done now i there, there are worse shows on tv yeah but there are a lot of there are better things to watch on tv it's, as well it's true so all right well that's our show about loneliness <laughs> our thanks to all of you for not being alone by listening to the two on three pot where we endlessly pursue life's ideal recipe Subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies, and meet us here next week for more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, peace!